Welcome to STEAM State of Mind, your favorite source for all things STEAM education. STEAM State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. STEAM State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a STEAM state of mind. STEAM State of Mind. <laughs> Hi there. Hey, Burn. How are you? We are here in Kettering, Ohio with a STEAM State of Mind, our first podcast of the school year. Great to be here. Hey, great to be here. Carrie, can you believe it's year three? Uh, I cannot. This time is going by so fast, and I am so excited for our first podcast. I mean, we're starting out with a bang. We are absolutely starting out with a bang, and, and I was going to say that... Um, this this might be our most famous guest so far, besides you, of course, Bernie. Oh, no, no. Our no, most no. famous guest. I have the honor and privilege of introducing Mr. C. Mr. C has been Woo-hoo. an educator for 20 years. He has been a science teacher, a building principal, curriculum supervisor, director of human resources, and director of a STEAM center. So he has done a little bit of everything. Mr. C has created a YouTube channel with more than 650 videos. Videos, 125,000 subscribers. He partners with PBS stations across the country to produce regional Emmy award-winning children's programming. He is a one-time gold, four-time silver, and 10 times bronze telly award winner and a three-time regional Emmy-nominated host. So welcome, Mr. C. That is quite a mouthful. You have got it down pat here so tell us how it is to be here in Kettering Ohio oh it's amazing to be here and thanks for having me this I'm super excited to finally make it on the podcast and and hang out with the two of you and talk all things steam um, yeah it's been an amazing adventure I'm very fortunate to have had a wonderful career as an educator and now I do a little bit of edutainment whether it's on stage or whether I'm doing this uh, producing media for television right. programming it's just it's really special but Regardless of how we're doing it, we're connecting with kids and inspiring them to do amazing things. It's wonderful. And I know it, it took us three years to have you on our show, Mr. C, <laughs> because I know um, you are so popular with students out there across the country and here in Kettering. I know many of our students have been very fortunate to um, experience your edutainment. And um, you are definitely a popular guy here around Kettering. So thank you so much for um, kind of fitting us in your, your very busy schedule. My pleasure. So I, I've had a privilege of working with Kevin, Mr. C, and different, you know, and participating in some of his workshops and different things. One of the um, memorable ones that I did was at the Think TV studios, and we did all kinds of things. We had toilet paper thrown at us. We were popping <laughs> things. We were doing all kinds of things. But what was really cool is that we were learning how to do what Mr. C does for ourselves. And I think that that's a very powerful thing that I think really motivates you. Um, and you're really, um, what I've seen in all the work that you've done and all the awards and everything you've done is that the things that you try to do is something where you try to help others, to help others, to help others. It's not just, hey, here I am, you know, I'm the only one, you know, you really have a passion for sharing your talents and showing people how to use their talents to reach students. You know, um, can you elaborate a little bit more of how did that come about? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is 
whether I'm doing science in the studio, like with that workshop you attended, or if I'm connecting with kids um, and making TV programming, the, the whole idea is to break the barrier of what we're doing and that we can all be good scientists and be good learners, right? So learning is about trying new things, failing at things, and really trying them again after we fail the first, second, third, mm-hmm. fourth, fifth, sixth <laughs> time. It doesn't matter how many times we fail because the lesson learned is in that failure. And so we don't learn anything until we actually have the opportunity to fail. And so those workshops and when I produce media, the whole point of what I do is I want to show kids that I, I make the mistakes also. I want to show teachers that it's okay right. to make the mistakes. It's it's okay to turn your phone off also <laughs> when you're in a podcast. So <laughs> wink, wink, that was Mr. C's phone. But no, the whole idea is that I want to show people and empower them to say, I don't have to have the answer for everything, but I have to be able to be willing to identify how do I get to the answer? What's the best solution to something based on where I'm at, where I need to go, and, and how do I get there? And, and if I can teach teachers and help teachers understand that, then they'll go back and help their students because we want to build empathy. So oftentimes when we're building, when I'm on on stage in front of 2,500 kids and I make a mistake, kids have made mistakes and they are waiting to see how I respond to that mistake, whether or not Mm -hmm. that experiment worked or didn't work. And I go with the flow, right? Because that's what learning is all about. It's about having fun. It's about being okay with that failure and embracing that failure. And so in a nutshell, like, whether I'm on stage, whether I'm here, my phone's ringing. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like We all make mistakes, but you learn from it, and then you move forward. So, Well, and that, I was going to say, you know, sitting here, and we have talked about this so often, uh, Bern, that um, what you just said, in a nutshell, is a steam state of mind. That Absolutely. is what we are all about, and what we love to talk about on these podcasts is the whole concept of learning by maybe making a mistake or by failure and getting back up and starting over again and problem solving. And that that's really, I mean, what you are doing, you know, with your shows, with, with your presentations, with your everything is, is really what STEAM education is all about. Yeah, and it, it's so critical that when we're building theater shows, when we're building television programming, or when I go out to a school show and do school shows still, like... Building that idea that I can be successful by doing is something that I want to instill in mm-hmm. students. And that's really what I'm trying to do. So, like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, like, my YouTube channel is named Learning Science is Fun. So, when we make learning fun, when we transform right. how we feel about something, that is the hook. And it's not the activity. It's not how the teacher presents it. It's it's what what joins us as people to what we're doing this moment right now. And being able to have those conversations, those communication pieces, uh, having those failures, that, that's what learning is all about. And so when we provide experiences, whether it's in a classroom, on TV, it doesn't matter where it is. It's when we walk away, ultimately, when we feel good about something, we want to do more of it. And so <laughs> right. when we don't like something or the experience was bad, we, <laughs> we don't, don't go back, right? Yeah. So the goal for educators is have fun with your students and build a castle in your sandbox. Like we have rules, we have standards, we have things we have to follow, but you can build that castle as high as you want mm-hmm, within those parameters. Right. And it's just believing in yourself and knowing that maybe it's not going to work the first time, but give it a whirl a second time. And okay. it's going to be okay. I love that metaphor or whatever you want to call it, building 
you know, building that castle in your own sandbox. Cause we do, we all have like the standards, we have the tests and we have all this stuff or whatever, but we can, we still have the opportunity to build really amazing things out of it. But that also, and this is something that I probably, um, you know, was a big move or something that helped me by taking one of your workshops was being able to take a risk that risk taking because we had to film, you know, our own <laughs> lessons and we had to do all of this stuff. And, and you know, what? <laughs> it was not easy to do. And, um, you know, as far as like, you know, being risk, that's not like my forte. Um, I tend to, you know, get nervous behind the camera and that type of thing. And I think we all do, but we took the risk and actually because of that, I've done more, um, you know, the green screen and that type mm -hmm. of thing. But that's something that I think that educators and, you know, getting and students learning how to get out of that comfort zone and taking a risk. And I think you encourage them, you know, encourage not just students, but teachers and, you know, administrators and all that, because you also do motivational speaking, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I do a lot of traveling to school districts, organizations, not just educational and I incorporate my science and use those as the lessons, right? You know, fail fast, fail often, take appropriate mm -hmm. risks. Um, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. And so why not get there faster? And, and that's a tough thing because you have to be in an environment that supports that. And that's why I was right. really excited about coming on this podcast is because you are building an environment that essentially is fostering this type of thinking. And you see it in your students, you see it in your teachers, you see it in the administration. It's all supported, which means that more people are willing to go further and try new things. I, when I was a principal, I always told my staff, go out, run as far as you can. If you fall down, I will come pick you up because it's going to be okay. And I, mm -hmm. you know, people would say, well, if it doesn't work, and I said, well, try it again. That's option B. And well, what if it doesn't work? And I'm like, yeah. option C, well, there's always, let's give yeah, it, let's, let's do it again. Yeah. Option C, D through Z are going to all be the same. Like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. So, well, and I think you, I mean, we've seen burn in our, in our, amongst our teachers. And I know, Mr. C, you've seen this too, that, you know, it's almost like when you give um, teachers and educators permission to have fun and maybe fail while they're doing it then really great things can happen and oh, yeah. and kids you know blossom under that kind of umbrella of um you know fun and excitement and problem solving and and really that's really what steam education is all about and and why it um you know can infiltrate every part of a student's life every you know it, it every subject area every you know everything that takes place in our classrooms it it, it just is so uh, important that that we give our educators that permission to to like you said to run as far as you can and maybe fall down because you know what here in Kettering we're, just like you when you were a principal we're gonna we're gonna be there and we're gonna you know burn's gonna be there to pick you up yeah, and, it'll be and okay if it fails. Make, make sure, yeah, if you fall down, Burns going to be there to pick you up. And, and we're going to be right behind him, supporting him, because that's what we've done by putting this position in place. And what's really cool about that is the whole idea with risk-taking and failure and all those things is we're not just talking about our teachers when I, when I talk sure. about these experiences. Right. We're trying to meet students and right. families where they're at, right? So that's why my YouTube channel is such a big piece to what I do is I make all of the content readily available. It's free to access, free to use. 
but it's where kids live, right? Mm-hmm. They live online. They want right. to see content. They're scrolling through. Like, I might as well have my videos on there, and they're watching tornado tubes and talking about vortexes. And I remember burn your video was the, the vortex cannon. If I remember correctly, what you guys yeah. use the incense <laughs> yeah. to, like, right. And yeah. I, I just thought of that cause you guys are trying to figure out the incense. And, yeah. but the point is, is if we meet our learners where they're at, mm-hmm. we grow exponentially so much faster. So when we connect with them on those platforms, it's not that what's happening in the classrooms isn't important, but why not extend that to a place that we know they're also at and we catch them there. And before you know it, they're at school learning and they're like, oh, I need to go hop online and watch what my teacher did and watch it more and show their parents. And that learning just continues and it just evolves. Well, and Um, it's kind of interesting how you're saying that because, you know, I get more and more kids now that are almost assigning each other homework, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) oh, well, go and try, you know, look on the YouTube or do this and find out like, because they now know that, you know, they're tech savvy. Mm -hmm. They know how to find answers through the use of technology. But, you know, not everything can be all through these nice videos that hands on piece and them exploring and failing themselves is a very good thing. And you encourage, you encourage that too, through all of your programs where you give kids challenges and, you know, like the, um, the wonder, um, STEM that we want to talk about, um, you know, like you have activities for the students to do at home to, you know, like the one with the, um, I always call it the brush bot. Yeah, the little you know. toothbrush robot. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's always so much fun because kids are so fascinated about how that thing just wiggles around and moves stuff like that and they could build it and it's easy. But there's also chances of failures and stuff and they got to keep trying to like manipulating that little motor to make it just right so it can vibrate just right, that type of thing. Um, and so you... you you do, I mean, what I admire so much about what you're doing and not just, you know, in the past, but coming up here in the future is just how you encourage people to expand, you know, beyond not just um, what they already know, but what they can do and, you know, exploring and getting that sense of wonder, because I love um, how you did that wonder, you know, when you do those videos on the wonder stem, which I'll have you explain here in a little bit. Um, it's like, I can tell you when you're interviewing these people, <laughs> yes. you, I'm you learning. have, yeah, you have all these wonders. Like I can see the excitement in your eyes and you're like, how does this work? And you want to know, and you're curious and that's contagious, you know? So it's not just contagious for the teachers, but for the for the learners, for everybody who's watching these videos and encouraging them to do things. Um, so tell us a little bit about this Wonder STEM. Yeah, so Wonder STEM is um, a program that we just actually launched about a year and a half ago. It is focused on workforce development and career exploration. And the premise of the show is essentially we've gone out to places all around the state of Ohio and we've identified STEM careers. And STEAM careers, essentially, right? So the cool part about it is is STEM and STEAM are in everything we do. Mm -hmm. That is what we're trying to showcase to kids. So a kid may or may not know what he or she wants to do when they get older, but they also don't know what they don't know. And so we're trying to find really cool careers that can inspire a kid to say, oh, wow, I really want to do this when I get older. And one of the, I have, we have so many cool episodes, but Jen Tim Q, uh, she is an athletic trainer, the director for uh, Youngstown State University. Long story short, she's literally talking about, I was never a good athlete, but I wanted to stay connected to athletes. 
And so I went into this field of kine... I'm going to say it wrong, so... (laughs) Kinesiology. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See? We learn from our mistakes. (laughs) Um, But she talks about how that connection, that STEM connection, allows her to still be essentially with the athletes and watch them grow and support them. And the coolest part about the show is, yes, the STEM in it, but we get to hear the stories of how the people usually get to the position that they're in. Mm -hmm. And nine out of 10 of them don't start where they thought they were going to start. That's the amazing thing about showcasing that to a student because students say, oh, maybe I don't know what I want to be just yet. And that's okay. We don't have to know what we want to be in fifth grade. We don't have to know in 10th grade. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea is if you're interested in something, there are a thousand professions that probably support that interest. Right. And finding the right niche for it, that's that's the bread and butter right there. So mm-hmm. that's really what the show is about. Uh, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is exactly – that was going to be my next point that I wanted to say is that you know, um, you know when we were growing up – or. When I was growing up, I'm probably one of the older ones sitting here. Um, <laughs> Carrie's like, don't look at me like now. <laughs> but anyways, so, you know, like the, there was like specific fields, you know, you were going to do this or whatever. You know, now it's just the opportunities are just so amazing. Um you know, I wasn't aware of anything like like it is of today when I was a kid. But, you know, you don't have to, like you said, as a fifth grader or a fourth grader or a third grader, you know, know okay, I want to become a biologist, you know, whatever. But if you have that interest, and but we need to expose them to these different um, ideas or concepts and, you know, these different um, areas, then they can figure out and navigate along as they go along. And that's what we call the lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. And that is part of our um, portrait of a graduate is to be a lifelong learner. And these people in these, um, in this, um, that you've interviewed in these Wonder STEM um, shows, they all talk about their journey in learning. Absolutely. And that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. part of it and we want to showcase that like my brother was the mechanical engineer that works for genesis rescue tools and i've watched my brother grow up and you know he's a mechanical engineer he thinks like an engineer but he's so good at so many different things also right and that's the cool part is his job is engineering but he works with people each and every day so within his world you can see there are so many things that fluctuate mm-hmm. and that allow him to showcase his skills as a communicator on top of the math and science and engineering that he's able to do and then he's able to make a tool that saves people's lives and <laughs> engineers that so like a kid who watches that says I want to do something like that. Or maybe yeah. they want to be the marketing person who puts all the marketing pieces together to support right. the tool. Like they're, it's just endless. And that's what we're showcasing. Season one was amazing. We have an amazing 11 episodes and we just finished filming season two. So that'll launch in January of 2024. And we're currently working on episodes for season three. So, so in, in these, in your work with your wonder STEM episodes and your programs, is there, is there like a common workforce need or is there a common skill that um, that these people that your guests kind of talk about that's been identified as as something that that we want kids to sort of be aware of or develop as they're, you know, in fifth grade or tenth grade? They might not know what they want to be, but are there some kind of common skills that that we should be helping kids develop so that they can kind of explore all these wonderful careers and things that are out there for them to do when they grow up someday. 
Were you trying to be funny and punny, saying wonderful? I was, was I? <laughs> I was loved I? it. Did you like that? I did. I liked it. See, the, I put the, the emphasis on the, wonder. on the wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think... Thank you for noticing that. I did, I did. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that I hear from them directly is that working in a STEM field is not really always about the content. Yes, content is key, right? You have to know math facts and things like that. But the reality of it is that when I talk to these people... Everything they do is learnable. Hmm. And they want, like the companies and the organizations, they always just talk about, we want people who are malleable, who are willing to absorb, to change, to adapt, to fail, to try, to engineer, to do it again. Like those, those are the qualities that you hear over and over. And whether they say directly or they illustrate that through the work that they're doing, that is the key part, right? Because in all of these jobs, Really, there's no world of isolation. I mean, they're always working with somebody. They're always communicating with someone. They're sharing their ideas. They're willing to ideate. They're, they're willing to do all these different things. But it's never just one thing. Like, you have, yes, some jobs you have to be really good at math, right? If you're administering medicines and calculations and right. things like that. However, that's just part of the job. So right. they're you looking for people it. who are willing to learn, who are willing to come into a, a profession, who are then able to say, I'm smart enough and I'm able enough to adapt, to take the skills that I learned as a student, apply them in a new way. So when we're teaching science at fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade through high school, we're not trying to teach kids to remember everything. We're trying to empower kids to say, if I don't know something, what do I do? Where Mm -hmm. do I go to get that piece of information? How do I change my understanding of something when I'm really stuck? Where do I start? How do I finish? You know, the engineering design process, like that's what... That's what life is, whether it's a STEM job, whether it's anything, we have a problem, we try to solve it. If it doesn't work, we find a new solution. If that doesn't work, we go through it again. Like, that's the world. And so companies are looking for kids who are able to be part of that mold, mm-hmm. right? No one has all the answers. And if you do, that's wonderful. Most of us don't have all the answers. Yeah. So, like, how do I go well, if we're about... we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah, how do I go find yeah. the answer when I don't know it? Well, the, the world's that's looking for problem solvers. Absolutely. That's, that's what... And, and that's what we try to do. Our, that is our goal of having a productive citizen is to develop these problem solvers by being engaged collaborators, by being, you know, all of these different things that we identify in the portrait of a graduate, you know, lifelong learners and that type of thing. Um and I and I also found it interesting in one of the episodes when they were talking about the welding, um, where, you know, they here's this machine, you know, or robot doing all this, but the human and the and the robot had to collaborate together mm-hmm. and work together to accomplish a specific task. They were interacting within each with each other, and like that just kind of blew my mind thinking about how. Even now we're collaborating, I guess, if that was, I don't know if that, if, I can't remember if that's yeah, the so exact Jack, word. Yeah, so Jack was, they have the white robots and blue robots. Yeah. And the blue robots basically move through space and they don't care what's around it. So those are the big arms and things like that where they had everything spaced off where you don't get near it because it doesn't know you're there. The white mm-hmm. robots, they can sense you're there and if you touch them, they stop working and you can interact with the tool and you can have them do different things and restart it and things like that. It was fascinating. And that is, it's amazing, right? Like, yeah. you can, Jack was so much fun to listen to. I could have sat there all day with him. I mean, we spent hours with him and we just see 13 minutes of, of what he gets to do. It, it really doesn't do it justice, but mm-hmm. 
he is just a, another person. And if you get to watch that episode, he basically talks about, I didn't realize I was going to become a programmer of right. robots. I just thought I was going to be welding, but I have to program robots to make them weld. Yeah. And I have to work with a team to understand the software to get it to do it. So it's so much more than what you just think it is. And, and that's what that's what STEM is, right? It's so much more than what we really think it is. Yeah, is that they all have like that steam state of mind that we're talking about and that collaborative and that like, you know, he he was an engineer. Um, I think that was his. He's a welding engineer. Welding engineer. Yeah. Yeah. And but, you know, he was talking about, well, but really right now I'm coding a lot. You know, like yeah, that's exactly. the thing, you know, it's like, but he loved the journey that he went on to get to this point. And it's, you can right. tell he's excited about his career and how, who he works with and how he works with. That's what's really cool about these shows too. And what you, and you obviously, what's really cool about Mr. C getting involved in this too, is that you see his enthusiasm, you know, you know, your enthusiasm of learning, like you're in awe of this too. Like, whoa, show me more, you know. (laughs) It makes you realize how little you know about something until you talk to a specialist. And that that's the coolest part. Well, isn't about- that wonderful in life, though? Because isn't it a lot more fun to be like the explorer than the know-it-all? I mean, who who wants you know who yeah. wants to? It's being in the stage on the stage all. is fun every yeah. once in a while, but being part of that exploration process, um, and then like when I'm working with teachers and students and things like that, whether it's through Wonderstem or DIY Science Time, like being the facilitator of knowledge, not the keeper of knowledge, is a big yeah. thing I used to always say. So when my students used to ask me in classroom, "Hey, Mr. C, is this the right answer?" I'd be like, "I don't know. Is it? How, how can we prove it's the right answer?" And at first, that's a really frustrating thing for kids and teachers. Yep. Mm-hmm. But once you get just used, tell me, just tell but me. But once you get used to not being spoon fed, mm-hmm. and you build confidence in your ways and your problem solving techniques, then you're like, okay, I'm going to, I think this is the right answer because, and you start providing the because versus just saying, is this right? Right. And that's life, right? So. Oh, and, and that's the other thing about when we talk to these businesses and cause I've been around talking to all the different, you know, a variety of different businesses in the area. And one of the things that they find challenging is that they have these great college graduates or whatever, and then they sit at, you know, they sit there, they get hired, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they sit there and they say, Hey, you know, here, here's this, we need you to work on this. And they're like, well, tell me what to do. And it's like, no, you problem solve through this, you know, you gotta, you know, and we have, we're, we're producing too many people right now where we have just told them what to do, not encouraging and empowering them to solve problems. And that's what STEM education is really trying say, to do. Hopefully we're upon. changing that state of and mind. That is exactly right? what we're, why we're here. So, so let me ask you, you've traveled all over the country yes, and you've met people all over the world and. Um, you know, we like to think we're 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 this region of innovation and inventions. We're we're sitting here at Lincoln Park, right next to Fraze Pavilion, named after Ermel Fraze, who invented the pop top. And so, how does the Dayton area, the Dayton region, compare um, in in kind of promoting this and supporting this steam state of mind? What what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's it's a no brainer to say we are a hub of innovation here in Dayton, and I think that's what's really cool about the Wonderstem series in general is that it was born out of wanting to showcase STEM and STEAM in our region. And yeah, I, lo- I love that. I mean, that's really, in a nutshell, the answer. Like, yes, I get to travel all over. I get to see really cool things here and there. But when I come home, all the cool stuff is right in my backyard. Yeah. And I get to continue exploring and get to interview people and get to see the jobs that they do. And 
that's what's amazing about Dayton, Ohio, is that if you're interested in something, it exists here. And the reality of it is, if it doesn't exist here, someone is making it happen right. here. And say, if it doesn't <laughs> right? exist, then maybe you could be the That's one exactly to make right. it happen. That's exactly you know? right. So anybody who's listening to this, like, if you're inspired by something that you see in Dayton and it doesn't exist for you yet, like, why aren't we building that here instead of shipping it out or finding it somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And and that that's that's a state of mind, right? That's a mindset. Absolutely. Like, we can make the change because we have the power and we're empowered to do so. And that all starts from kindergartner kindergarten all the way up through k-12 even in the college like we want to empower our students to look into our region and say this is where i want to establish a family this is where i want to be because of what it offers me and my family and i think it's here dayton's a huge amazing hub filled with innovation um so yeah i think that's the answer and then for season two we actually branch out of dayton a little bit we head up to Northwest Ohio for the NOC, which is the Northwest Ohio Cooperative Kitchen. We go up to the Magnet, which is a manufacturing uh, group up in Cleveland. We're all over the state showcasing not just stuff in Dayton, but just, you know, in Ohio. what Ohio has to Pretty offer. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to be getting into some manufacturing pieces. Like, what does it mean to manufacture? And really, anything that we use around us is manufactured mm-hmm. to some degree. So right. really cool stuff showing up in Winter Stem Season 2 and 3. It's really exciting. And and it goes really well with um with everything that we're trying to do with Steam where we are trying to you know I know I know this may not be the most popular thing to say, but you know, what what really is truly a measure of a successful student? You know, what is truly something that, you know, what is success? And to me, our you know, whatever the journey, however these students, you know, these learners go throughout their whole career, their educational career you know, when they start becoming that productive citizen and being that person that can be the problem solver and doing the innovative things and being somebody in this that contributes to our whole society, to me, that's when we see our success. You know, sometimes we may not see it in the fourth grade, but, you know, or if you're a fourth grade teacher or third grade or preschool teacher, but it's that journey. And I think by teaching these kids along the way and giving them that, um, being able to take risk and, you know, the success is being that productive citizen. And our job is to get them there. Yeah. And what's real kind of piggybacking on that. So I do travel across the country doing theater programming, um, at theaters all across. I'm up in Connecticut this year, down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Baton Rouge. Like I'm all over the place in front of audiences up to 3,000 kids at a time. The reason I bring that up is I'm part of their community of learners at that point. So my success, my goal is to inspire them so that I I target some of those kids and they say, man, I want to do something like that when I get older. And that inspiration hopefully trickles through to their classroom. Their teachers are there with them. Maybe they all get yeah. inspired a little bit. They start thinking about things differently as they move through the ranks. They get older and they're like, oh, that was so cool. I still want to do things like that. How do I impact? that? That's success. For me, it's how do we... How do we contribute to our community and how do we grow and how do we maintain that level of commitment to one another to say, I'm going to try to be my best. You're going to try to be your best and we're going to make our community better than ever. And, and that's awesome. hence, hence yeah. why we're showcasing stuff in Dayton all the time with, right. with Wonders them. So yeah. yeah, I agree. It's, we have so many cool things to do on be do for, um, on behalf of our students. It's just, it, I, I'm speechless because I just want kids to fall in love with learning. And that really starts with teachers and parents. Because if they feel confident in what they're doing, 
kids will fall in love with it faster. And when kids fall in love with it, they, they have no fear to try to learn and to get better at something. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we started this show with your, you know, a portion of your very impressive kind of resume, your bio, for lack of a better word. Um, and, and clearly you've, you've taken lots of different pathways to where you are today. Is yep. there, is there something Mr. C still is, is itching to try out there? Um, <laughs> or do you not even know that yet? Maybe, maybe I, I you're, think- maybe you're, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you've got your new program with Wonderstim and, but is there something that you're like, you know, I, I really want to, I don't know. I want to run an ice cream shop. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Is there something world domination? Something no. out there um, that you know that that you're just itching to try? So I, I think the answer is I really don't know at this point. Um, if you would have asked me great. five or six years ago, would I be doing this? I would have said probably not because when I became a teacher. I taught for seven years. I was a fifth grade science teacher. I loved every moment of that. Um, I did inquiry-based learning. My kids were so, I, I wanted to showcase what they knew. We would write math songs, science songs. And my kids still email me today from 20 years ago saying, hey, I still have my songs we produced. Like, yeah. That's exciting, right? <laughs> yeah. And when I was a principal, then I moved in principalship. I thought I would never leave principalship. It was the best administrative job I had. I was still connected to the kids. I had my own classroom, which was my teacher's. I loved that job so much. And then I became, I moved up, kept moving up the ranks and I had my superintendent license. I had my K-12 principal licenses, all that fun stuff. And I said to myself, I'm going to be a superintendent because if you want to have a big impact on kids, you have to do it in a place where you have the ability to change the culture. And, and I was in a great culture. I loved what, but I just wanted to be that person to inspire mm-hmm. teachers to do even more than what they were doing and things like that. But lo and behold, I just started doing the science stuff. My YouTube channel continued to grow. And my wife said, hey, do this full time. And I said, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. And she Take said, no, do it. She goes, Kevin, you've never failed at anything you've, you, you choose to do. And I think that's the lesson is that if any kid out there wants to try something, try it. The worst case is you fail. Right. You fall down and you get back up and try it again. The worst case is I would have come back to a school district and, mm-hmm. and continued being a curriculum director or a curriculum supervisor. Like, and that's not even a worst case situation. Right. But no, I, when I look at my amazing career right now, beyond the classroom and the school district, I think to myself, self, like, where am I headed? And it just, every year surprises me. Um, yeah, the accolades are nice because they kind of reflect the hard work we've put into things. Mm-hmm. But the reach is, to me, more important. And so, like, our one show, DIY Science Time, which is broadcast nationally, reaches an audience of 100 million people, reaches 40% of the country. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) And when you get to get responses from other PBS stations who are using the content in their professional development, or school districts like Kettering who are using Wonderstem now, it's like, that's rewarding in a different way. Mm -hmm. And my goal always has been to have an impact to reach and connect with kids. And as I moved up the ranks, that reach got bigger. And this was just the natural way to kind of reach more kids. And so that's one of the reasons I tour. So like the theater is a really good way for me to stay connected to in-person connections. Um, When you have 2,600 kids screaming, it's science time. (laughs) Like that's powerful. Pretty powerful. And then I go online and 
those kids are posting on my videos, it's science time. Like <laughs> there's an immediate connection and they stay connected. They're doing, they're watching more of the content beyond the show. They're, they're doing activities with their teachers. Like that's what it's about. Like they're inspiring. an engaged learner. Yeah. Engaging learners, maintaining that engagement. And then more importantly, just transforming how they felt and how they feel about that learning because that, that's, that's it. Because if you transform that, it, the sky's the limit. So I don't know if you really answered the question, but (laughs) (laughs) I I think what you're a you're a constant explorer of of where what you want to do and where you want to be. I I don't know where I want to be because one day that's okay. I think I said world domination right at the start, but jokingly, (laughs) but yeah, like kidding, just kidding. Yes, yes, just bigger reach, and um, we have that through the television programming that we have right now. But we also reach hundred thousand plus kids in person every year. Right, like that's awesome. And I love the, um, because it goes with that wonder stem where, you know, you you don't know where you're going to go yet. You know, it's always just constant. My life is a science experiment. It is. And I, and I think we should all (laughs) take a, you know, live that way in some ways that, you know what, you know, take, go down different paths and see where it goes. And, you know, it's, it's okay to fail. It's okay to have that steam state of mind. Right. That is a great thing to do. And you so. know what? And maybe, you know, you kids out there will say, I want to be Mr. C when I grow up. Yeah, That's exactly. pretty cool, right? Yeah. How fun. Talk about reach. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I hope, Burn, we're, we're bringing Mr. C back to Kettering this year, aren't we? Uh, for our that's, kids to that's my experience, plan. yeah. Yes. So hopefully we'll uh, see you back here on stage and uh, then you've got your... TV shows, your theater, your uh, everything, your YouTube channel. Um, so we're uh, looking forward to continued greatness from Mr. C. Yeah, and and I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Your busy schedule. I'm going to say that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that you spend the time to be with us, and we really appreciate you sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us. And thank you for sharing your talent with the world. Really. Well, it's my pleasure. And and just kudos really quick for those of you who don't know. Burn is an awesome educator. Aww. He's super humble. And he won't give himself a lot of credit for all the amazing things he does. But um, he is like, he exemplifies the steam state of mind. So for those Absolutely. of you who have been listening oh to the podcast, God. like Burn's an awesome guy. And um, that's why I came on here, Burn. It's because of you. Right. I was going to oh say when God. we when I was introducing you, the reason that we were able to get Mr. C here is because of Burn, for sure. So Well, oh my, that is a huge compliment. I'm almost going to tear up here, you know, (laughs) but before we close off, remind our listeners where they can see and hear and experience. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, um, if you want to check out some cool videos online, go to learning science is fun, which is my YouTube channel. Just passed 125 K very exciting. And, um, you can go to wonderstem.com to check out the series. Uh, All 11 episodes are there. You can also check out DIYSciencetime.com. We have 26 half-hour episodes. So if any teachers who are listening, each episode has like six to nine activities in it that are focused on a specific content area. And uh, it's a great way to scaffold learning. So you can pull some of the pieces, some of the videos, some of the ideas and activities, or or just watch it for fun on a Saturday morning. Um, But (laughs) They're fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. And those, and then... Um, for anybody who's not in the Dayton region, Mr. C dot live, uh, spelled out M I S T E R C dot live is my, um, touring. I have all my calendar events and where I'm going to be. So this fall, I think we have like 30 theaters that we're at all over the country, but those are the three of the websites that 
a cool place to check out some really cool content. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for reminding our listeners of all those great ways to experience the wonder of Mr. C. Appreciate it. Uh, Burn, I think that's it for today. Uh, I, it's been a real pleasure. And Absolutely. Thank you, again, and thank you so much for being exciting. here with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on Steam State of Mind.